Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is a very special episode today. We are talking about the thing that if you live in America, it is, it is the all-consuming behemoth that has sucked up all of our lives. Uh, we're talking, and, and not COVID. There's been multiple things that have sucked up our lives. I mean, this is not this is not one of those things. This is the election. Uh, we just had, as of this recording, we just had the final debate last night. It is coming up. And since it is such a, a big, important thing, I kind of want to do an episode answering some of your guys' questions, um, talking about a little bit. And joining me today is my best friend. He and I were talking before uh, the we started recording that he and I have been friends for a majority of my life at this point. Um, everybody say hi to Ken Whiting. Ken, for the kids at home that don't know who you are, uh, tell them who they are, where they can find you, what you're up to. Uh, thanks. Thank you for having me on, DJ. This is uh, super rad that we're getting to talk in this uh, this environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Ken, uh, filmmaker, activist, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at 3D Alchemist. Uh, and you can also find my photography page over at Mother Wolf, and that's M-O-T-H-E-R-W-V-L-F. Um, and you can go there if you want to see weird pictures of mushrooms and stuff. <laughs> uh, maybe squirrels every now and then. Um, yeah. Squirrels and mushrooms, uh, they like to hang I, out together. <laughs> that's their that's the nature dude <laughs> um yeah that's that's me awesome man well the reason uh like you said you're a filmmaker activist um and you've been very involved in in multiple political things but also this election and so when it came to this topic i could think of anybody better to talk with me about it than you but before we get into all that stuff uh, we like to start every episode talking about what we are into this week. Dude, is there a movie, TV show, uh, comic, video game, music, anything that you're listening to this week that you'd like to share with the kids today? Yeah, uh, you know, I've been listening to it nonstop since June, but uh, RTJ4, Run the Jewels, fourth album, uh, is, um, I think, fitting for this because, one, we both have an affinity and love for them. Yes. Uh this current this past week they released their holy calamity to vote mm-hmm. uh holy calama vote or whatever they called it yeah. on adult swim i think it was holy um, calama fuck and- or no it was calama vote the, the i think the yeah it's calama vote you're right yeah it's a playoff of the calama fuck yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um and you know if you're if you haven't given a listen to this album i think um that you absolutely should because uh, as we're talking about politics and we talk about tension and all the things that come with the political tension this year, um, these two dudes have manifested a career out of, uh, you know, creating against the system. Um, and, and this album has just blown up and done nothing but good things for them. And, uh, and I think it's also really trying. I think it makes you think a lot about um, the other, right? Like yeah. it's very easy in our, in our subgenres of music to represent our culture, but LP has his own culture and killer Mike has his own culture. And somehow this New York white producer and this Georgia black rapper, uh, find a balance that, um, you know, on, uh, they just released an animated, uh, video for the, uh, Yankee and the brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, like when they go into the Yankee and the brave and they talk about, you know, these, these, these guys are, aren't brothers or <laughs> they are brothers, you know, like it's, uh, it's cool to to see how much um, creative effort they put into this album, but also like, you know, they're still talking about really heavy issues, you know, every other line. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a really great album. I think uh, 
all of their albums are fantastic, but this one in particular has been like really, par- uh, pardon the pun, killer. It's been really killer. Um, and so I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't had a chance to talk about it on the show, but it's it's so good. I think like you can uh, you can stream it anywhere. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to it on Amazon Prime Music, any of those stuff. Uh, you can check it out. And I, in fact, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson is an artist we had on uh, uh, a couple weeks back. And for his Inktober, he's been doing different music acts, and he did he did a drawing of uh, Run the Jewels, and it was really freaking cool. So go give that a listen. Uh, go, I mean, if you want to go to Daniel Warren Johnson's thing and check out his art, go check that out. Um, but yeah, for me this week, the thing that I am into is there was a movie, and I think I mentioned it when we were at uh, Fantastic Fest um, last year called Deer Skin. Um, that unfortunately I was not able to see all the way through, uh, due to, um, the fact that I had to, that my flight was that day, the day it was screening was my flight. So I had to get on a plane. Uh, but I was able to watch some of it while I was waiting for the, for the shuttle to take me to the flight. And it was so interesting and so funny. Uh, and I just couldn't wait to finally be able to watch it. And lo and behold, uh, the other day I was chilling. I was going through HBO Max. They had a thing that like, here's our horror selections. And one of them was Deerskin. And uh, so I sat down and I watched it. And it was it was amazing. For people that don't know, uh, it is directed by, uh, let me see if I can find the director's name. Quentin, oh no, it's a French name with an X in it. Uh, Depew. <laughs> it's it's Quentin Depew, uh, uh, and it follows uh, Jean Dujardin, uh, who plays a guy that buys this deerskin jacket that it becomes the love of his life. Like he becomes obsessed with it. He imagines himself talking to it, and he and the jacket, quote unquote, the jacket share a dream that he should be the only one that wears a jacket. And things just escalate from there, but it is insane. It is hilarious. Uh, it's incredibly hard to describe, but it's also really short. Like it's an hour and 17 minutes. So you could just watch it. It's a breeze. I really recommend it. Uh, if you're looking for some, it is French. You're going to have to listen, read subtitles, but you know what? The, the French language is beautiful to listen to. So you'll get over it. Um, please go check it out. Go support strange movies like that i know people you know people are going to the classics uh for halloween a lot of people have been posting about hocus pocus or you know uh, any of those slasher movies but uh if you're looking for something a little bit stranger check out deerskin uh so now let's get into uh the fun topic of the the afternoon the evening ken let's talk about the election Let's start with uh, the debate that happened last night as of this recording. What did yeah, you did, did you, you uh, did you watch it? Did you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> of I did course not. I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did because I I did not. I I made a decision, and, and this will actually get into uh, something we're going to talk about with the debates. Um, yeah, there's a lot of talk about how it doesn't change people people's minds, and I knew it wouldn't change my mind, and so I decided as a as a mental health decision that I would read up on it after it happened because uh, I don't know about you, not spoilers on my political leanings. I cannot listen to Trump for prolonged periods. I I, I just can't do it. I can't. I don't want to do that to myself. So I pick up on it after. But you watched it. What are your thoughts since you since you watched it? So we didn't have to. <laughs> 
So I tormented myself with both debate one and debate, uh, technically debate three. Yeah. If you count the town halls as a debate as well. Um, uh, and the reason I torture myself with it is the next day, the clips you're going to get are not representative of the full conversations and how we get there. Yeah. And, um, so I sit through and, and torture myself with this, uh, because there's a process to um, political strategy and and we know that but the veil has been pulled back uh we as voters are completely informed of the apathetic choices we have to make (laughs) when we go to a ballot box um and so the debates they do just serve as basically a, a sounding board and hopefully a cheerleading squad for the person that you already think you're voting for. Mm-hmm. Um, so very rarely are you going to be there hearing something that just changes your mind. Um, but I think it's important. It's been easy for us to say, Oh, Trump is so cringy that I can't listen. I can't listen. Um, so in our house, we have a safe word. <laughs> if, uh, if we just need to turn something off or if we just need to run away from it. But, uh, you know, it's it's also important to know that last night, for example, he didn't have the ability to speak over Biden. Mm-hmm. And instead, he used his facial expressions to um, discredit, you know, and the the difficulty here is is, is uh, the key word for 2020 political season is misinformation. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's really interesting when you sit through the whole thing and you see uh it takes a minute to get to those highlights that you watch. If you go watch a minute and a half of what happened in the debate last night, yeah, it, it didn't get there that way. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump has managed to go through two debates and not address that he has one, not denounced white supremacy. Yeah. And two, when race was brought up again last night, he found another way to completely divert off of it and not talk about race and then talk about how he's done the most for black Americans since Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Biden made a weird slip up instead of finding the right way to punch him is calling him Abraham Lincoln, called him Abraham Lincoln and went on a list of things. And, and then Trump just looked at him and said, I'm not Abraham Lincoln, you know? And it's like, we can look at those moments and see that Donald Trump's just said, I'm not Abraham Lincoln. And, and there's this strange feeling of what, what does any of this mean? Yeah. <laughs> why are we torturing ourselves? Those of us who are sitting through it, why are we sitting through this? And we sit through it because at the end of the day, uh, for me on the presidential part of the ticket, I'm not stoked about voting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm voting for Joe Biden because he has a proven track record of how to run parts of the country. And Donald Trump's biggest thing last night was you did it for 47 years and you haven't changed these things. He's never been president of the United States. He's been in power of, you know, in political positions and he's been in the vice president role and he did do things as a vice president. Let's see what he can do as president. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's try him. He's he's actually pulled us through, you know, as a vice president, he's yeah. pulled us through a pandemic before. Let's see how he does. And I think he's proven his ability to handle himself as a politician yeah. before the before the rest of the world uh, in a way that's respectful to our country. And I don't think Donald Trump has done that. Yeah. And so that's where my vote is, <laughs> you know, laying yeah. it all out there. It's with Biden. And, you know, that's not. uh Definitely was not my first choice. But um, again, you watch those debates because of of the minutiae that goes in between those big questions that the media is going to sensationalize the next day. 
staying on the debates for a second, you know, because I have heard a lot of talk about like, you know, they don't change people's minds, whatever, all that stuff. But but part of me um, does want, even though I didn't watch these ones, like I, I feel like debates should exist. Is there a way to change them to make them more valuable to people, like actually actually be effective at what they're supposed to do, which is inform the voter? So here's where we're going to get into my uh, more activist leanings <laughs> uh, and leaving uh, the, the, wa- the philosophical waxing out. Um, the debates don't, don't produce results uh, that change anything because the issues they're talking on aren't changing anything. Mm. Um, last night, for the first time in a, in a pretty um, uh, bipartisan situation, Donald Trump addressed that Democrats are somewhat responsible for, no, they're, they're responsible for the cages at the border. Mm. Uh, this is an extremely terrible thing for the progressive left because the party that we are closer to uh, is responsible for those cages existing. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is responsible for the 500 kids that can't be reunited with their parents and the over 2000 families that were separated at the border. Mm-hmm. He is responsible for that. His administration is responsible for yeah. He is not taking that responsibility and bring it back to run the jewels one more time. Yeah. The, kill, the cages are being built for somebody. And when they're empty, they're going to reoccupy them with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if they're not going after the brown people or the black people, they're going to go after the poor white. And the poor white, the working class in America, have not had uh, a chance in their minds to see a candidate that they think stands for them. Yeah. So they're talking about issues that at the end of the day, they don't matter because Obama spent eight years you know, not really eight years, but a big part of his two terms working on the ACA. And now we had a form of affordable health care for people. Was it perfect? No. Should it be reformed? Yes. The Republicans spent three and a half years trying to dismantle that bill under Trump's administration. And now they know that the best way to dismantle that is through the Supreme Court, which is a whole abuse of power. So last night when they talk about the affordable health care and the ACA and Biden calls it his, you know, his reform is going to be Biden care. And they talk about this idea of healthcare. Yeah. It's an idea at that point. Yeah. None of this matters until American citizens have access to universal healthcare. And then those who have their premium health cares, they have an option of being out of that. It's we, we are not debating to get to that. Mm-hmm. And so I think at the, at the core level of what your question about, why a debate doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you're watching the debate on one side or the other. Yeah. And there's no, there's no uh, work together. Right. But this isn't a conversation of being bipartisan Yeah. because bipartisan would imply that we're working together using political authority. That's not going to happen. The masses have to stand up and reclaim that political authority. Yeah. And then we can have debates again. Right. There's a reason that progressives are winning at local levels yeah. because of town hall debates, <laughs> because of activism they're showing up in their communities and they're doing something for the people. Yeah. Even if it's just getting legislation advanced or bills passed on a local level that affect the community, those community efforts go so much further than what questions you answered well at a debate. Yeah. And I think that that goes to something interesting. Like, I, and I've talked to you a little about this and I mentioned it last week um, when I was talking about what I was into is, is my, my wife and I uh, voted and, um, and I think there's a sense of like discouragement um, 
when you live in a state that's like, we're going to talk about swing states in a little bit, battleground states, like California is not one of those. California is very dependably blue, right? And so there's, there's this sense of like, yeah, I'm going to throw my vote in, but because of electoral college and all these systems, does it doesn't matter. And and not that that ever deterred me from voting. It just it just was one layer of a little, made it a little bit discouraging. And then and then you open up the ballot and you're reminded that it's like it's not. We all talk about the president thing. That's huge, but it's not just that. There is when people talk about voting down ballot. That's it's there's so many propositions and there's uh, judicial seats and there's so many other things that you know you get into that and you research that and you start trying to figure out. Um, th- this is stuff that, di- like you're talking about, directly affects your life. So I think when it comes to trying to promote people to go out and vote, it's yes, vote for president. That's a big deal. But also take the time to research your these down ballot things because that has as much or more of an impact on your direct life. Um, and and so don't don't overlook that. Don't underestimate that. Um, speaking of when it comes to down ballot, like that, that goes to a question we got from Nathan, the man who says, can you let me know anything special that's, uh, being voted in Maryland? And I'm not in Maryland. I did do a brief look, but it's more about, uh, uh, I think what I would like to empower people that live where, wherever you live, take the time to research, uh, those down ballot things, find resources that can help inform you. Do you have advice for people you know, obviously there's 50 states. Every state has its own system, has its own propositions. Do you have advice for people when it comes to informing themselves when it, uh, as far as voting goes? Yeah, yeah. I want to um, quickly say this so that it's, it's out there in the minds. Uh, 60 million Americans that make less than $50,000 didn't vote in 2016. This year, I guarantee you have been inundated with YouTube ads, Pandora, <laughs> Spotify ads, uh, naked celebrities, all just telling you to vote. They're not telling you who to vote for. Yeah. Uh, the NFL, who did not stand with players kneeling, mm-hmm. are now putting end racism in the <laughs> end zones. Uh, you know, it's an, it's an awkward time to look at somebody telling you to vote and knowing that maybe your vote doesn't always change things. That's not the truth. Your vote does change things. And on a local level and on uh, specific ballot measures, yeah, that your vote matters. Um, in uh, somewhere in the middle of Pennsylvania in 2018, it came down to 11 votes. Uh, 11 votes, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's 11 people. Like that's that's just insane. So, um, so yes, uh, there are absolutely resources for everybody and everybody's resources are going to be different. Uh, that said, I do want to clarify, I am going to be coming from, uh, mostly progressive leanings Mm -hmm. (laughs) as I, as I give my options. Um, but, uh, Ballotopedia is a, uh, super awesome resource. First off, whatever side you line line on, because also, uh, I have conservative friends in my life. I, and family members, I don't cut people out. Uh, I believe, uh, like I said, with the debate stuff, it's most important that we really started a conversation and a dialogue now yeah. as the people and the citizens of America, um, because we're told that it's a right to vote. But when we have shitty candidates, it doesn't feel like a right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it feels like an, a duty. It feels like an obligation. And um, the, the, the right to educate yourself is just as important as the right of voting, mm-hmm. um, because sometimes maybe you shouldn't be voting as, as a form of protesting. Uh, that is not. The, for me, that is not the current state. <laughs> that is not uh, how it works right now. But um, there are times where, where that's been uh, a powerful tool of, mm-hmm. of elections. Um, 
So Ballotopedia, I think, is your best resource to just go look at candidates, find links, resources to what they do. Um, there is a senator that's currently running this year that has had some uh, uh, extramarital situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Democrats, um, they don't always, uh, they don't have the same tenacity that the Republicans do. A Republican will get caught in a sexual situation, say it didn't happen, and they'll just go on about their way. Yeah. Uh, Democrats often feel more pressure not to lie about it. And they kind of just fumble their way through it. And I think the best thing you can do is address it. Yeah. We're all humans, we're all flawed, we're all going to get caught up in things. Say your problems and move on. Um, because you do more harm when your voters can't trust you. Um, but it also does harm to the overall base and what we believe in. And so again, when you go to places like Ballotopedia, you'll see links and articles to who these people really are. Um, currently, uh, I'm working back in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was living in California as a, working as a uh, film crew member. Um, and this season I knew it was really important for me to move back to a swing state to affect that kind of change. Yeah. And um, our poll, our polling has been really good here, but uh, our Senator Gary Peters uh, has been here for a while. Mm-hmm. He's kind of low recognition in terms of his name. Hasn't really, he's done a lot in Congress, but he hasn't done a lot uh, sensationally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's just an old white guy to a lot of people on the democratic side. Yeah. Our, Opposing candidate, John James, is a African-American uh, who panders um, in really gross ways for Trump. Uh, yeah. He's He stands on a lot of the, the worst Trump uh, uh, positions. Um, and he's made it about, he's made Detroit and, and uh, Michigan in general a conversation of Gary Peters didn't do anything for you. You don't yeah. know who he is. Yeah. Well, if you go to Ballotopedia, you're going to see all of what Gary Peters has done. Yeah. <laughs> so you can immediately say, I don't need to, I don't need to hear John James saying that I, because I didn't know his name, mm-hmm. you know, that I, that he hasn't done anything. Yeah. And I think that's really important because ultimately you need to know where you stand personally on these issues before you can move forward with why you should support. When we talk about down ballot, yeah. yes, voting down ballot as in voting on each thing, but also siding with a party um should we be partisan and just vote one one side of a ticket there's a time and a place to acknowledge that the power that comes with that um but again that's where you start getting into what are your political leanings and so uh, i am a democratic socialist member Mm -hmm. um so i think that the dsa will always have some of the best resources you can go to to see the issues as addressed um uh, you guys in in California had uh, have a prop uh, relating to um, bail. And, yes, and, we do. And the storytelling of politics. Um, again, a lot of veils have been pulled back. So let me just pull another one back. Yeah. <laughs> um, political movements are based off of a narrative, and that's how you get something done, yeah. right? Uh, when FDR did the New Deal, it wasn't just Social Security. It was the roads. We need to be building better roads. Let's make this system. And then all of a sudden, when everyone gets behind that system, all these other things that he threw in there get, get moved in. Yeah. And so there's a narrative. And, and the narrative right now is um, uh, solidarity, Black Lives Matter. Make that known right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the narrative in Los Angeles is we need to end bail. Yeah. And we do because too many people sit in a bail system. So the other side found a way 
to make it look like they were ending bail, but actually use um, a, a, a shitty system of statistics yeah. to racially uh, prejudice. Yeah. And when you look at the bill, if you did no research, it's easy to say, oh, I want to end bail yeah. <laughs> and not know that that's actually a really, really harmful problem. Um, yeah. So uh, I, think, you're, you're, I think that one's a good example because it's it's a that was a tricky one, like going through it because um, you know, of the way things were spun and just and and to clarify some more, it's like Ken's right. It was it was basically like, listen, bail allows people to profiteer off these uh, prisoners and it's based off the uh, judge's judgment and he might be racist and you're like uh-huh 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 and so we're going to place it with a system that's gonna that's gonna computerize it but the but there's no proof that the system works and as we've seen with facial recognition the, because those things can also be inherently biased even though it's just a computer uh the way it's programmed the way it functions um and so it could be just as or more harmful than the current system because at least the current system you have an option it bail's not great but you do have that does give you an option uh to not rot in jail as as the court system which is traditionally very slow figures its stuff out let me let me jump in there real quick though yeah. because um a lot of work was getting done in the uh primaries uh, for um for jail reform mm-hmm. right not prison reform and and jail reform is a big part of this this uh, discussion of, um, of bail. So there was a lot of organizing happening in Los Angeles and Southern California around bail. So there were people who could, could have been misled by the narrative that this was the same, um, organizations moving forward with their jail reform. And that's not the case. Um, so it's really important because it, you know, some people, most, a a lot of people might have access to bail, but the 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 rates the you know all the all the things that come with that uh there's still a huge group of americans who are excluded from the ability to even just get out of jail yep and so there are people who sit in jail for six months and we're not talking prison we're talking they have not received a fair sentence in a trial so um you know it's it's yeah that that issue is one that's it's it's a good example of how the narrative goes um people realize that to get something passed they're gonna have to appeal to your senses, but they can manipulate that anyway. Yeah. And you need to know who's funding these things. Ultimately, um, you know, we can cross check facts that, uh, you know, who got to this and how it got there. But a lot of the information's out there that funds that shows who's funding what organizations that mm-hmm. are running these proposals. And um, it's really important to know. I mean, uh, uh, if you watched any of the Amy Coney Barrett trials, uh, the, if you haven't watched any of it, <laughs> the one thing I would send you to watch is Senator Whitehouse's uh, yeah. delivery to her because he explains what dark money is. And a lot of, a lot of us, um, you know, in the protection of our democracy, as we've grown up, people have said, Oh, you don't want to talk about this because this is happening. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's happening on every level. Yeah. Good people, bad people, <laughs> you know, lots of money, little money. Um, so it doesn't, it, it needs to be talked about. It needs yeah. to be discussed because we need to know that, that isn't a reason to distrust the system, mm-hmm. right? Just like voting by mail this year, you shouldn't distrust the USPS. Yeah. You should do everything you can to support the postal system. Yeah. But you should distrust Donald Trump and these people who have made a system uh, of misinformation to to confuse your trust, yeah. to confuse your priorities. 
Um, I think money shows a lot of where our hearts are (laughs) in America. Yeah. Yeah. And especially going back to that prison reform, like if you're looking at a bill and it's like, ooh, prison reform, but it's funded by uh, the the, uh, advocacy group to make prisons more money. You're like, well, hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on a second. But I know for me and my wife and and people at home, you don't necessarily need to do this. This is just the system that we did. Um, is uh, speaking of democratic socialists, I was looking at they had for California they had like a voter recommendations thing um, for for kind of a more uh, uh, I guess center however you want to phrase it. We also looked at the L.A. Times recommendation list in our area, and then my wife is part of a union, and they had a recommendation list, and so we would we would read both the for and against on the propositions. We would look at the recommendations. If we were still like, wait, there's, we're still not, we still don't feel like we got it all. We would go and look up more information, but that was kind of our, cause for me, I don't know about everybody. For me, it, it helps to have a system. So that way you don't feel overwhelmed. Like you have a, a rhythm to how you can do it. So that is one way you, by finding th- stuff like this, finding stuff that aligns with your views or your goal in this democracy, you can inform yourself um, because it is, especially when you get into stuff like the judges, because you know what I mean? Like some of them don't even have websites and stuff like that. Who are, you know what I mean? Like, and you want to be informed, but the information doesn't seem to be out there. If you can find these things like Ballotpedia, um, all this other stuff, this stuff does exist. I will say for, for our buddy, Nathan, who's talking about Maryland, um, it does look like, uh, you have a measure on there that deals with making a uh, gambling legal. I don't know your feelings on that, but apparently that's a thing on the bill in Maryland. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. If you feel strongly one way or the other about that, but also as Ken was just talking about, see who's financing it, <laughs> see, see, see who wants it. If that's the type of people you want to support. Um, we also have. A question here from Brenda who says, I'd be interested on your thoughts on who is considered a swing state this year. And if you think it signals a trend, I never thought I'd see Arizona flip, but it's being considered a key battleground state with Republican incumbent. Um, What are your thoughts on uh, the swing states this year, Ken? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, okay, so coming into this election, the conversation swing states were Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, and that is uh, specifically just because those three states um, have, have had blue tendencies and uh, flipped in 2016 for Trump. And there's a discussion to get down to why, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the, the conversation of, of Midwest rural uh, voting. Um, but what was unexpected and in Florida, Florida is almost always a swing state. Yeah. Um, but so those three were the big, uh, the conversation of this year. And then Florida being the fourth, that was additionally like kind of always there. Um, but North Carolina and Arizona were the two big additions this year. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot going on in Texas right now. We were just talking about that before this, <laughs> before yeah. we started. Um, but in terms of actually swinging North Carolina and Arizona are listed as well as the, as two, you know, additional swing States this year. And part of what's going on is a push to regain the Senate. Um, So I think we have to look at that and consider that swing States this year are not just focusing on winning the presidential debate or the presidential election. They're focused on um, 
the actual power, right? Yeah. Uh, let's let's get this clear. Mitch McConnell has been in office for way too long. Yeah. Uh, he started as a guy that uh, campaigned for unions. As soon as he got to Washington, he told all of them that he was not looking out for their interest and he had other priorities. Um, and he hasn't looked back since. Yeah. And uh, so you could say that Kentucky has a bit of a swing nature because of uh, Amy McGrath. Uh, any listeners in Kentucky, please vote Amy McGrath. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, it's not just for your own benefit. Yes, your state will receive benefit from it, yeah. but it's it's for our nation. You're helping the whole country uh, with that one. <laughs> because seriously, that's a part of why these other states are functioning as swing states right now. Is yeah. They're functioning because their Senate race is so important. And Donald Trump's um, ineptitude of 2020, let alone his whole election term, has led to uh, some of these senators losing their ground in states like Arizona um, and, and not knowing what to do about that. Um, So we, uh, I think there's a lot of States this year that, that function in swinging nature. Look at what Georgia's looking like right now Um, for the, you know, for all of Georgia's voter suppression. And it's one of the hardest hit, voter suppressed states um it's showing up (laughs) and it is doing everything it can to show that it is not just the way it's been received and part of that's because there have been a lot of apathetic voters down there um so i don't know how we just i I guess i kind of knew that bringing up rtj would just Mm -hmm. run through the whole thing but um you know killer mike uh has not it's not him it's not just him yeah it's mayor it's mayor bottoms it's um you know uh ti's capitalist run in, in atlanta mm-hmm. uh you know um there's businesses to protect down there and those businesses are community businesses those aren't corporations these are um these are things that keep the community full and, and enriched when uh capitalist agenda doesn't serve that community yeah. um and and now leaders of those communities are getting out and saying it's really important you vote. Yeah. And um, so, so we're seeing, you know, we're seeing States that didn't have uh, expected voter turnout in ways that it's, it's increasing. And that's making, you know, a lot of States, like I said, a, like a swing, like nature. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, just to emphasize that down ballot, man, uh, Senate, all that stuff, please, please don't, don't underestimate that stuff. Even if you're in a traditionally uh, red state, I know, Part of the reason people are showing up more is, you know, the Trump obviously uh, creates uh, creates passionate feelings one way or the other. Um, the pandemic has exacerbated that. I think it's it's for me. It's like one of the most clear president present examples of his tactile failures as a president. Um, not saying that like. We'd be in a golden utopia if uh, Hillary was president, but I, I, I think we'd be in a significant, especially when it comes to COVID, we'd be in a significantly better position. But I think there's some concern because he has not been subtle about the fact that he's trying to suppress the vote. He's been open about like the more people to vote, the less likely I am to win. I don't want that. And and that that kind of like 
naked aggression towards something, whether we've, we treat it as valuable as it is, we imagine voting to be this really valuable part of our nation. And so that naked attack on it, it it's, it's scary. It is legitimately scary. And uh, Joey kind of echoes that. Uh, he has a question for us. Anyone else worried we're going to have a civil war on our hands if big baby Trump doesn't give up power? Because he's talked about that. He's, he has made it clear that it's like we have to wait and see. And if I lose, I'm not going to accept the election results. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, this is a big one. This was we, uh, we talked a little bit yesterday about about some of these questions. This, this was a big one. Yeah, yeah, and I and I spent some time really trying to think about it this morning because there's answers, but yeah. um, I think there's uh, th- there's an e- there's an easy way to just say something right now <laughs> that sounds nice. Um, but I want to uh, I want to bring up the 2000 election uh, in the state of Florida. DJ and I happened to live in Florida <laughs> at <laughs> that time. Um, in the state of Florida, their uh, their ballots were punch ballots, yeah. and so when they punched through them, the piece of paper would stick and it would, uh, it would, it would make the vote undetermined. And so what happened right afterwards was they knew that the state needed to recount. And so they started recounting in counties and they were flipping these, they had to get like over two thirds uh, of, of these, you know, counts to, to matter. And they were, they were getting all their districts back where they were able to start winning. They won Miami, they won some big places, but what happened is the Republicans went down instead of trying to use any tactic, I think they knew they had lost they just turned it out into uh, that Al Gore was a Gore loser and they hit the streets with the propaganda. Um, So I want to say that we, uh, those of us who have been active in fighting for justice this year, whatever kind of justice that is, um, we know that the violence does not help this matter. So when November 3rd comes, the election results will not come that night. Yeah. We will have to be patient yeah. and we will have to make sure these votes get counted and we will have to be nonviolent. And we know that they will come out. They will come out armed. They will come out intimidating. Yeah. We have to go stand against them nonviolently. Yeah. We have to take to the streets. I mentioned that 60 million people normally that could be voting in America do not normally vote that make less than $50,000 a year. Your life is at is on the line every day, not every four years, not every two years, every day bills are being made that are suppressing and and, and damaging your quality of life in America. And so we'll need you to show up. Even if you didn't show up to vote, we'll need you in the streets. Uh, Because again, it's not about a fight. We need to be able to tell America. And by that, I mean the powers because they're not checks and balances anymore. We've watched the Senate has just completely sided with Donald Trump for four years. Um, And this is, again, why we go back to talking about the swing states, why it's so important that we win the Senate. And when I say we win the Senate, I'm talking about progressives getting uh, closer and pushing some of these even moderate Democrats out. Uh, But, yeah, let's get some Democrats in there because clearly the Republicans don't give (laughs) anything about about justice at this point. Right. Um, uh, So. In terms of the Civil War, mm-hmm. th- this is not the time <laughs> to get into the Civil War. We need to get through the election yeah. and we need to make sure that the votes are counted and that come January 20th, we can as a country know that the person that goes forward from that day yeah. was elected. Yeah. Um, you know, there may be a time when 
when we can't see past our differences. Mm-hmm. Right now, it feels like that, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah. And I think we need, we as, as the republic that functions as a democracy, yeah. need to take our power back. I promise you, lobbyists are spending way more money than you can imagine to make sure that you don't vote. Yeah. So you're seeing all these ads thinking that people are still, that must, they must be spending money to make you vote. Yeah, but there is more money being spent to not get you to vote. Yeah. And then there's going to be more money spent after you've cast your vote to make sure that your vote doesn't count. Yeah. And you will have to stand there and fight to, to see that through. So that goes back to the, again, being informed too. Yeah. You have, at the end of the day, this is, you know, if, if I could do anything, plead with your listeners <laughs> to say, look, it's not just a one-time thing. This yeah. isn't just every four years. This isn't just every two years. You have to stay informed on these issues. Yeah. You have to know what's going on in your community. Some communities have such great community resources that they don't need other resources. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we work together as a community, we often present better chances for our community to grow. Yeah. And so it's important to understand that like we need to come together and we need to let those who are counting the votes vote, make those decisions. Yeah. But I, I know that labor unions in the United States are making plans for what they need to do to protect our democracy. And yeah. when I say our democracy, I'm talking about the democracy of the United States citizens. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's ultimately, we know that this, this man leans, he's absolutely imperialist, yeah. Uh, yeah. fascist. We know we can start getting into the more sensationalized mm-hmm. words, but yeah. uh, he doesn't care about the sanctity of our democracy. Yeah. And he doesn't care about those things. He cares about what he thinks is best for America. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, to his credit, I think he does do what he thinks is best for America. Yeah. <laughs> he just knows it's best for him, and that's why he does it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, being realistic about we're not going to have the results right away. Yeah. And we we need to not cave in because I there's going to be a lot of money spent <laughs> those following 10 days to make sure that we just don't care. Yeah. Um, I phone bank a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when, when you were bringing up Trump a little bit ago, it's it's easy to ask people, why are you getting out to vote this year? And for people to go to get Trump out, mm-hmm. but hopefully you have a better reason than that. Yeah. And so I would, I would love to pry. Uh, is that because of what he's done uh, what he's allowed at the border? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that because of what he's done to stoke uh, fears of, of Americans over differences? Yeah. <laughs> um, or is that as crazy as what he's done in this year where he's just continued to lie over and over and over yeah. um, and, and, you know, make stuff out of, make stuff up out of nowhere. You could say it's let's get him out, but know why you're against why you want to get him out. Yeah. Right. Um, because that's, what's going to be most important. I think uh, in, in this, this following month after the elections. Yeah. And so it's just, and also remember, oh, you go for it. I was just going to say, and also remembering this, this is if, if this, if the Senate flips and Joe Biden wins, yeah, there's three more months of a lame Senate and a lame president and they can do a lot of damage. Um, But I will tell you that your, as, as the Republicans like to call it human capital Mm -hmm. (laughs) is worth something. And if you need, if, if you're look, you may not be, uh, you may not come from a union background. You may not come from union, union family members. Some people don't understand the benefits of, of those, you know, workers unions and stuff. If you're working at McDonald's and everybody says they're going to strike, strike with them because Mm -hmm. that's what this is about. It's about us being together. Cause again, we don't have, you know, you could, you could be a millionaire and still not be the wealth that we're talking about that controls us. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy the, the the amount of when you talk about the wealthy or when the people talk about the wealthy one percent. It's I think it is literally unfathomable for the human brain to understand the amount of resources that you're actually talking about. Um, but so just just to kind of reiterate what you're saying to to Joey, I, I as somebody that is also worried about things escalating. <laughs> I think what Ken's talking about here is the idea before we get to the the war part. You know, if 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 things if we see this level of interference continue or escalate before we get to any of that, there's the there's civil resistance that that like we've seen with the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. Um, But also, I think before we get even to that, like Ken was saying. That's one of the reasons people are like, get out and vote. I know in California, there's been fake ballot boxes set out there was a firebomb uh put into a ballot box that burned up some of the votes in there and so in, in that way that's one of the reasons why you want more people to vote because then if something happens to you the person beside you and the person beside them their votes can get can get through it's almost like if you're talking about the war scenario it's like a wave of soldiers going across just to be heard and and part of the reason when Ken and I talk about this idea that um, we won't know the night of, it's because of the pandemic and, and uh, mail-in ballots take longer to count for a variety of reasons. Um, and there's going to be more people than ever voting. This is stuff you probably heard in any one of the numerous voting specials people have put out there. And if you're wondering like why people are doing that it's it's because of of this this is something that defines our country this is something that defines our life at every status like ken's talking about from blue collar workers to even just the the regular one millionaire that's not in the one percent you know what i mean like this this is our lives like this the reason i'm doing this podcast episode is because of the fact that whether we always like each other or not, we are all in this together. We are all affected by this together. We are united in this. And when somebody's trying to take away a person's rights, that is an attack on your rights too. And when somebody's trying to take away a, a, a right of a majority of people, that's an attack on our country. And when Trump said, and when Trump is unwilling to uh, commit to a peaceful transfer of power, he's not talking about Joe Biden's peace. He's talking about our peace. He's talking about the peace of our nation. He is threatening us. He is threatening Ken. He's threatening me. He's threatening you. And so that's why we take this so seriously. And and I think Ken's right. I think if we are able to unite under those principles, unite under those ideas, we can keep our country from being stolen from us. And on top of that, beyond, beyond the deep existential fear, right? There is what also what's Ken ta- Ken's talking about of continuing the work because uh, the pandemic's going to go away eventually, God willing. Global warming's not. Global warming's not going anywhere. Trump will stop being president, hopefully. But he'll still show up on fucking Fox News and those people will still exist. You know what I mean? So this idea of educating yourself, educating the people around you, making this nation better for all of us, not just you, but your neighbor is important. That's when Ken talks about solidarity. That's what that's my understanding of what that shit is. We're all in this together. Yeah, I'd love to chime in real quick. Please. Uh, just to say that 50 million votes, uh, 50 million uh, mail-in votes have been submitted. Yeah, That's more... Uh, than any ever it's we're not even to election day 
And that is a that is a vote. That's a vote for vote by mail. Yeah. Um, and that's really important for you for all of us to understand because you may think I voted by mail this year because COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, but again, this there is a there is an effort to suppress your vote, and here is an opportunity to say I think this is a viable way to vote. And I would like to be able to do it more safely without corruption in the future. And they will have to start passing legislation federally, eventually, that allows us to move forward. Look at how many court decisions have been made in just the last month, just because of vote by mail being a new system for so many people. But correct me if I'm wrong, you've been voting by mail for a little while, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not new, um, but it is something that helps us. And so I want to just drop ranked choice voting if you are not informed about it. Please go do a little bit of research on it because ranked choice voting, vote by mail, these are things that actually secure our democracy and we are not close to them. Um, we are voting by mail this year, but it is with all of this corruption. There shouldn't even be a chance for anybody to be able to drop a firebomb in, in a dump, you know, and there shouldn't even be a chance for someone in, as Trump said, some computer lab dumping out six Republican ballots. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah. I want that, like, you know, as much as I want to win, I want those ballots to be counted just like I want the ones in Cali. Like, it's happening everywhere and it shouldn't even be a, a, a potential. Um, but again, that's not going to happen one month out from the election. So if we get all this, if, if some sort of normalcy starts coming around in December, we need to start again on the next four years and start that early because that's the only way it gets done. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, ranked choice would take way too much to get into, but <laughs> please, please, at least uh, uh, maybe the Hassan Minaj uh, is a good example, right, DJ? Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think that's a good place for he did on um, um, his show on Netflix. Unfortunately, canceled now, but uh, he did a thing on ranked choice voting, and I am a big proponent of ranked choice voting because when it comes to stuff like you mentioned, Amy Coney Barrett earlier, and the idea of like. Well, this party decided on this person and there's more of them. So we're SOL. It's like they should have to, there should have at least three or four parties in there that they have to convince. It shouldn't just be like, these guys are these guys. Like there should be other options because as you and I have been candid about, I, you know, I'm voting Joe Biden. I'm not losing any sleep over it. I have no problem with it. He wasn't my dude though. Like he wasn't, if, if in a perfect world, I, I, there are candidates that I would have much preferred that I think better represented where this country is going and the changes it needs to be made to be a, a fairer, uh, more inclusive country. You know what I mean? And so I think when you talk about ranked choice voting, what we're talking about is the idea of, of more diverse voting opportunities. This, this, rhetoric of about about like are you wasting your vote protest vote all that stuff it diminishes all that shit you know what i mean uh so yes please i i just want to co-sign what Kendra it says. it exists in our states it does we have it in maine i've called into maine they're educated voters they're not the 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 amount of information they had so early on in the in the election season i was blown away by and it's because people in that state want you to vote yeah yeah, shocker. They actually want you to get out there and vote. So uh, co-sign what Ken says. Please go inform yourself about that. Uh, last question we have here from, uh, hi, I'm Connor Waddle. Hi, Connor. Uh, what political issues really resonate with you? So we've talked about a lot of stuff, Ken, and you mentioned you just mentioned um, ranked choice voting, but is there some stuff that maybe we haven't covered or something you think really matters that, that people should know uh, as we well, only like two weeks out from this election? Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, this is a big this is a big personal thing that I am, am excited that I can say. Uh, 
you just said Joe Biden wasn't your first choice. <laughs> but not you also not my second either. Not, not my <laughs> second either. <laughs> not losing any sleep over voting for him, but you know, no. yeah. So um, Joe Biden last night in the debate uh, and, the, and in the previous debate before does not match up with the Green New Deal that I want to see pass. Mm-hmm. Um, climate change is a known issue, mm-hmm. a scientific fact, fact, and now uh, we've had sensational media this week that said the Cal- or the Colorado wildfires are a true sign of climate change. We didn't need the Colorado wildfires to be our sign. The fact that the whole West Coast was on fire while there were multiple hurricanes swirling around on the South, we knew what's going on. Um, but that Green New Deal was created uh, uh, not not as recently as AOC. So when Trump's out there throwing out that, you know, that it's somebody like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez starting the Green New Deal. Now, this is a this is a product of a Green Party that's existed for a while in our country here, but doesn't have weight. And so the Democrats are co-opting that idea and and watering it down. OK, um, and, and for me, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. But they are going to do more with that deal than the Republicans are going to do. Mm-hmm. So when, again, going back to down ballot, I personally will be voting a lot of down ballot towards blue. And, you know, I'm, I've got one green candidate that I'm voting for. Oh yeah, <laughs> And it's because here in Michigan, I can, yeah. uh, because I'm not hurting anything on my local level by having that green candidate in. Yeah. Um, that said, it is extremely important to know that it may not, the green new deal may not come as one package. We may have to earn little bits of it by fighting peace for peace for it. Um, so it's a transition of energy to renewable energies. Mm-hmm. It isn't an overnight thing. Yeah. Um, it's creating more, you know, energy efficient jobs, but also by creating these renewable energies, we'll be creating a whole new job force. Mm-hmm. Um, which will, when, when you create a new job force, you also create a new training force. And so the amount of jobs kind of exponentially grows when you don't even see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this discussion of can the green new deal only be a progressive or democratic thing? No, it could serve as a conservative value. It could be a part of us making, you know, more, it, uh, more financial gains out of protecting our climate and our, and our globe. Um, but I think that, when we talk about something as broad as the green new deal, you may hear something. Uh, for example, I have a lot of, um, uh, farming background from my family. It's not in my, it wasn't in my generation, but, uh, so a lot of them took offense to when they heard that AOC talked about cow farts. And I, I think this is such a, a basic thing that like one, you know, like a group of people got caught up on this idea mm-hmm. when we're talking about, 71% of emissions coming from the top 1% of businesses. We're not, when you leave your car running for two minutes in the driveway, you are not the cause of global warming. Mm-hmm. Should you do that? No. Why not just kill your engine if you can? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not save energy? Why not open the windows? Why not, you know, whatever you want to do to be, uh, in, you know, decreasing your carbon footprint. But knowing that this is, much larger issue that we need to tackle, we're going to have to get it bit by bit. Mm-hmm. And that may mean that Joe Biden passes us a few green initiatives that we can cling to. And maybe the next four years we can do more. Yeah. So just as we need to be patient about voting that night, 
it's, it's important to know that you need to stay vigilant and and, and patient about these issues. Um, uh, I can't imagine having been alive through the 1960s in the civil rights era and having to watch that again, Mm -hmm. but now with the politis, the politicized two parties, making it a, a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, last night, Trump said that Kamala was more liberal than Bernie Sanders. And uh, the 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 retching that I was doing, <laughs> I just couldn't find it. Like, it was, I mean, and it's, yeah. So for me, I think the issues, um, whatever your personal uh, leanings are, yeah. don't stop fighting for them. Yeah. Because that's what they want. That's what the Koch brothers fund every year is their money goes into places to shut you up because your opinion on justice, global justice, uh, environmental justice, you know, systemic problems, systemic racism, like whatever it is that you are passionate about, somebody's more passionate about shutting you down because they make more money off of shutting you down. Um, so yeah, personally, uh, I want to see a green new deal. Let's, let's get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as somebody that lives in California, uh, I would like to see us take climate change more seriously. Um, as somebody that, that lives in California now and grew up in Florida, I would like to see us take climate change more seriously. And I think when it comes to, um, stuff that matters to me, uh, I think I just want to end on this note or this idea that, um, I know, you know, some people are, uh, blue, no matter who, um, um, I know some people, uh, have transitioned over from being pretty traditionally Republican to, to voting for Joe Biden, which if we're being honest, it's not a huge leap. Um, but, um, for me, even though Biden was not my number one or my number two, or, you know what I mean? It wasn't up there. I think for, for me, this is about our democracy and our country and what what I was raised to believe our country was about and of course is more complicated um, the more you know about our history and obviously the more you see the way people behave now you know what I mean um, uh, I was always led to believe you know we wouldn't fought the Nazis because fascism was bad and all that stuff and I think there's a huge a good uh, not a huge a, a, a strong contingent in our country that just thinks it was because they were Germans and they were the other guys. But if we do it, it's okay. And that's not the case. And so even though Biden's not my dude, uh, I think I've compared it before in that movie where like, you know, the, the, in like back to the future when doc's trying to like get the wire back on the clock tower and he falls and just the shred of his jacket catches something. And that's what keeps him from falling to be able to save the day. That's what we're doing. All we're trying to do right now is is maintain the democracy that we built towards in hopes that we can pass things like the Green New Deal, if we can pass things like uh, healthcare for all, stuff that, and, and I know these these terms, I, I, I could hear members of my audience being like, why, but these aren't. These shouldn't be political things. It's just helping people. It's just it's just literally just taking care of our country and ourselves. That's all it is. And because there are groups of people that make significantly more money letting us die, they don't they don't want to change that. So don't get caught up in that. Get think about your neighbor. Think about uh, uh, the virus that's happening. Think about uh, this country and the freedom that it's supposed to represent, represent the freedom for everybody, the freedom for immigrants. I am the product of immigrants. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's important, uh, to me. And if I can just appeal to, I know people 
our, this is a pop culture show. We talk about movies. We talk about comics. We talk about superheroes. So let me just appeal to your base instincts, all right? I'm just going to go straight to your base instincts right now. If you want more, if you want to see Marvel's version of X-Men, if you want to see the MCU X-Men hang out with Spider-Man, if you want to see those movies, that stuff continue, you should vote Biden. <laughs> you should vote because if our democracy goes away, all the movies you love go away and a lot of the video games you love go away and a lot of the comics you love go away. Uh, we're, we've lost so much in just the past year. And yes, you can blame that on the virus, but to a significant degree, that is a part of the incompetence in our country that met this virus virus led by Trump. And it's just going to get worse. I don't know about you, Ken, like every, it's just the past four years, it's just continued to get worse. And there's literally, if he wins now, there's literally no evidence to suggest that things would get better. Why would they? He keeps winning. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's my appeal to your base instincts. Uh, please don't get hung up on the politicizing of things. I, I know I hope host a podcast. I know you're probably, you might be tired of hearing from actors or whatever, but at the end of the day, we just want a better country for, for the people that live here. You know what I mean? And that includes you. Uh, so hopefully on that, can I just one last bit uh, in terms of like, now that you've made me cognizant of, of us talking about, you know, uh, things that could be um, extremely left leaning uh, depending on where you live in the country. Um, Let's let's look at even COVID for for that, for example, uh, COVID stayed away from rural areas for quite a while. Yeah. And so for a lot of you, you didn't see it as an issue for most of this year. We lived in Los Angeles during the heat of it. Yeah. We got shut. You know, we, we finished a short film right before I lost all of my work. You know, yeah. um, my industry had to hard shut the week after we finished that. And so um, sometimes what is true for somebody is maybe not true for somebody else. Yeah. But the evidence of climate change is true. And uh, whether or not Biden or Trump is going to get enough done to stop these things uh, or whether or not you even see it as an issue that needs to be addressed right now. uh, What's important is we need representatives. We need people that stand in our politics that listen to us. And I can say that for me over the last four years, I have never watched anybody close their ears and say, la, 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 la more than Donald Trump. Um, and, and so if nothing else, vote for somebody that's at least, even, even if it's just pretending, Mm -hmm. at least they're listening to you. Mm -hmm. Um, because, uh, at some point it is going again, how you collectively use your votes, even if it's just getting your older sibling who is not giving a shit about voting and today you're inspired by it and you say, let's go to the polls together. Even if it's as simple as that, we need everyone to be a part of this because there is, uh, there is a beauty to the melting pot diversity of what we think this democracy stands for. Um, But again, none of that will ever be achievable until we as a people are making this representative of us. Right. And, and, and all of us, not me, not, you know, but us Uh, going back to Bernie, it's, it's, you know, this is about all of us having an opportunity to, um, not politicize these issues Mm -hmm. to see what is, what is a, what is a politicized issue? Well, maybe oil is a politicized issue, but whether or not the coal miners and and oil workers are receiving fair and access, like access to healthcare, fair working rights, that's everybody's issue. So whatever the corporations are doing, we're not, we can only affect that by the masses, but on an individual level, stop seeing these political issues 
as, as wedges between us, between us, we should be able to argue. We should be able to discuss things and we should be able to say, I disagree with you. And so disagree with me if you don't stand for the green new deal, but start to educate yourself on climate change because it is here. Yeah. I can't think of a better note to end on dude. Uh, thank you again for, for coming on the show today and talking to me, uh, with me about this stuff before we wrap up, remind the kids at home, uh, where they can find you and what you're up to. Yeah. Uh, if you like looking at weird pictures in nature <laughs> at mother wolf, M O T H E R W V L F, uh, and on Instagram and Twitter at 3d alchemist. Hell yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me, dude. Dude. No, it was, it was really, it was really cool having you on. Uh, hopefully like you talked about that short, hopefully someday people will be able to, uh, see that, uh, we, we have hopes for working on stuff. We'll see. Uh, you can follow me at DJ talks trash. You can follow the show at only stupid answers everywhere that matters, but you're going to win and yank the vows out of stupid, uh, on Twitter. Uh, new podcast episodes every Monday. I will let you all know that in the beginning of November, uh, where I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break. There's, we have ever since Sam and I started this show back in 2016, I don't even remember now, we have not missed a week. Uh, we have we have done a new episode every week, but we're going to finally take a break um, at the beginning, first two weeks of November, mostly because I need it. This year has been a challenge, um, and considering everything that was going on, I didn't know what would be appropriate episodes to put up during that time. Um, so we're just going to take a short break, but we will be back. Uh, there will be stuff for the patrons to check out. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, patreon.com slash only stupid answers. If you want to watch these shows live, um, or check out some exclusive stuff, we're working on some cool new exclusive stuff for the patrons. I'm very excited about, and that's going to be coming in November. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, all our Lovecraft country reviews and the boys reviews are on youtube.com slash only stupid answers. All that stuff. You can check it out. Uh, thank you all. We'll see you next week. Uh, uh, it'll be a lighter episode, I promise. Uh, but thank you all for for joining us. And uh, see you all next time. Bye-bye.